It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Hello, everybody. It is time for the most, well, the most important preseason game of them all. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 James Seltzer. Go Birds. Go Birds, as always. How you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling great, Johnny. You know why? Because the preseason is almost over. Finally. Yes. Uh, oh Shout my out to the preseason God. almost being done. Thank God. We're Can so we, close. Yes. It, uh, it's been a harrowing time here, John, getting through this preseason with literally nothing but Carson Wentz's need to actually talk about or actually care about. So I'm pretty stoked right now, buddy. You know what we're going to do today? We're going we're, we're gonna to totally divert off course. You know where we're going? Carson Wentz's name. Yeah, Carson Wentz's name. (laughs) (laughs) I would love something else different, and there are some snippets. Trust me, we're going to get into it. Today's going to be a big, like nobody cares about the the, the warming up to the fourth preseason game. Literally nobody. Well, Stephen Lee. Stephen Lee has some keys for us today. uh, True, and he he really nailed it, too. He did. But yeah, I, I can think of few things that I care about less than this Eagles Jets game. Most of the time, that's how it is anyway, but like this one, if if we weren't getting up for game three, which is supposed to be a dress rehearsal, foo doggy. Yeah, well, uh, especially after a 5 <laughs> nothing game three with the Browns, it's like, no, nothing. I'm even more excited. Shout out to all the Browns fans, by the way, that loved the 5 to nothing. Hey, John, so you might not have heard that. this one, but... It was almost like a Phillies-Indians hey. game. I don't think anyone made that joke. Wow. I don't think I saw that at all, anywhere. No. Well, it's true because the Phillies can't score any fucking runs. So. Oh. How about that? Oh. Uh, but what we can go back to, here's the thing about this week, and we talked about a little bit about it on uh, Saturday. It's good to see you, by the way, buddy. Good to see you're you, You're looking too. good today. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm a little sweaty. It was 96 <laughs> degrees outside. Can we rephrase? You're a lot sweaty. I'm it's a fine. lot sweaty. It's fine. It's okay. Can I tell everybody why real quick, and then we'll get into this? Listen. Both Lyft and Uber were surcharging because they know that nobody wants to walk around in the heat. 30 bucks that, that's for like, 0.6 miles. It's outrageous. It's crazy. It's not right is what it so is. You know what I did? I did what Connor Barwin would have done. I, I got on well, SEPTA. Well, right. How about you How about over there? about 225 with uh, transferable tickets? It's not John Barcher. It's John Barwin. Yeah. What up? <laughs> <laughs> so we talked on Saturday because I, uh, I was, I'll admit, I was trying to make a little mountain out of Mohill here. Uh, but Doug Peterson went on Tiki and Turney and was mentioning he got a hypothetical question. Let's just say Foles comes out, whether it's one game, two games, or three games, and 
absolutely lights it up. Do you automatically go back to Carson Wentz when he's healthy? It's a great question, and I hope that's uh, I hope that's the case. <laughs> I hope I hope that's the case. Uh, you know, week four, week five, whatever it might be. But you know, I, I just I'm gonna I'll cross that bridge when we get there. Obviously, um, and and I, I know that Carson and I and, and the longevity of of our careers are, are tied at the tied at the hip with you know having drafted him my first year and and um, you know it's something that uh, it, it, it like I said it's going to be a good problem if we get to that point but at the same time it's going to be a tough decision as well because if we if we are in that situation we know the team is playing extremely well so you know this is a team sport and uh, we'll uh, we'll address that if if uh, if need be Doug why are you adding weeks. Didn't Nick Foles' tenure to start the season, so that got me a, a little bit like, you know, my ears started perking up, and I was like, all right, no big deal. And then Peter King goes on the Dan Patrick Show. Mm-hmm. I, I find it very, very hard to believe that he'll play the first week or two. Uh, I think it's more realistic to think about him against Indianapolis in week three at home. It's sort of, it's almost a friendly you know, you're not you're not really playing a tough defense, and probably not going to face a tremendous amount of pressure. In my opinion, just a guess that would be what I would aim for if I were if I were thinking the Eagles. Shut up, Peter. Which is <laughs> All right, which a lot of people here. say. Shut up, Peter. <laughs> Listen, but Peter talks to Doug a lot. Peter knows that's how he gets those yeah, stories. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure he's hanging around in Mike Grow's underwear. Drawer somewhere, right? I mean, like, <laughs> drinking an allegash. Like, hey yeah, <laughs> pops out with an allegash. Hey, what's going on, guys? Oh, popped out. Thought he would cry. Didn't. <laughs> Amazing that that didn't happen. So you had Peter King doing that week three. He's stating this now. really feels like a, a preseason. Yeah, it week is four Listen, type of podcast. We got to warm up so too. We're, we're trying to get this. there. But then uh, Doug comes out today. First of all, what a comedian. I was meeting with the doctors. <laughs> Just kidding. Did his own badumps. Yeah, which How is about which, that? And, like, and looked at his watch and then be like, like, all right, let's go. It's like Jones from Belize Academy up there. <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. Thank no you. no one will understand that if you're under twenty five. But uh um I all along, I have felt like Carson Wentz is gonna start week one. I don't believe that anymore at all. Oh wow! I uh, it wow. Is, this is we need like a breaking news sounder da, 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 This is that's like all an you entire get. off season of me fighting with you. Yeah, like and not in a, a James Seltzer fifty one forty nine, like ninety ten. He doesn't go. Wow, that is that is to see you because I started side. asking more questions and they're like it's yeah. disappointing. I I'm with you when you see. Yeah. Look, it's one of those things where. Peter King doesn't say that if he doesn't have some sort of information on it. There's no reason to put that out there if you're Peter King, unless you've heard something from someone who might know. But again, it's incredibly frustrating because the signs have, have continued to point towards a possible you know, week one start for yeah. once. And I'm with you. Look, I, I think it'll be Foles week one too, but I'm still holding out hope, Johnny. And you should. I'm not saying that it's like completely shut down. I would just say... It doesn't really seem like it, unless again, because this is what everybody is like, uh, you know, reacting to right now is uh, not until up until ninety minutes. So on Thursday night around six o'clock, you mm-hmm. will know who the starting quarterback is. That's what Doug said today. I don't. I mean, I'm sure we're going to know long before that. Uh, we'll probably know sometime that day. But I would expect Nick Foles to start the opener, and you know, for whatever they have planned. That's the other thing too. I don't think this has been said enough. They're like going all out on this thing. Everyone we've talked to, right? That is oh, yeah. working down and in, in preparing for this big ceremony on Thursday night. That's the big scoop right now is they are there are going to be multitude of surprises on Thursday night. As well they should. Yeah. You know, this is the first time the Eagles have won a Super Bowl. It is worth celebrating to the last second until the next season begins. So I'm all about that. Having said that. Whether it's Wentz or Folds, I don't feel very good about them winning that first week game. Oh, now, we'll, now we'll it's to acceptable that. to say it, we'll even though I've been that. saying it for months. We'll get to that. We'll get all to right. that. Yeah, but um, look, I think uh, I'm, I'm all for the ceremony. And you know what's going to happen is this ceremony is going to be lavish. It's going to be awesome. You know, there's going to be like Nick Foles riding out on a horse or some shit. <laughs> and and then they're going to lose. Does he have a sword? I mean, and you're leaving out details Everyone's going to. Yes, he, okay. of course he has a sword. Right, what kind of a question is that? Gold plated? Silver plated? I mean, there's. 
so many things. You're right. There's a lot to answer here. I need to really give this more thought. But the point is, that all is going to happen. It's going to be this huge ceremony as I throw my pen across the room. Not on purpose. Uh, It's going to be a huge ceremony. Everyone's going to be super jacked about it. And then as soon as they lose the game, everyone's going to be like, oh, fucking ceremony. I should have never done that. Play football. Doug said turn the page in June. Why haven't they turned the page yet? (laughs) Listen, just it's going to be okay. Like, I... I'm okay with being surprised by the start to the season. Uh, we've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. I don't think they're going to start out fast. They're not going to start out red hot, and everybody's going to be clicking. Um, and the other part of that is, I I could be wrong about it because they are. This I'm still getting used to the preseason and the off season. They could be resting all these guys. There's nothing really wrong with them. They just want the juices flowing. They can go kick the shit out of them, forty-one <laughs> yeah, to three, and I'm like, that, oh yeah, that's slow. Yeah. yeah, what if that happens? What if that? And then we <laughs> then we can officially say, all right, preseason means literally nothing. nothing. Anything we think going into yeah. a season from now forward is literally meaningless. All of it didn't matter. The only, I mean, we can say let's let's. I think, to three. I think we can. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, that'd man. be so much fun. I think we can agree on this though. Preseason, for the most part, should just you should be looking at rookies, guys that are supposed to take leaps. And see if their technique is improved. And then outside of that, even if it is, you don't know what's going to happen in life snaps. I still think it's valuable for that and that alone. That's totally. It's it. valuable for filling out the bottom of the bottom of the roster. That's what it comes down to. And you have to do it. I get that. These are guys like like Jordan Mailata, a perfect example, right? As as you were the first on the Jordan Mailata bandwagon. Look might, at, might have, might have jumped the gun. Might have, might have jumped the gun, but yeah. might have somehow excited. jumped yeah. the gun correctly long term. Yeah. We'll see, but looking great so far. But that's the exact type of guy who you have no idea if they can succeed in the NFL ever. And you need these types of situations, these games, to get a feel for whether you should keep that guy in your roster or not. So I think for that, it really matters. But I think, look, I mean, half the offense hasn't played yeah. this preseason, so it's hard to really take too much away. Yeah, it isn't, and um, I wouldn't say it's a big game for Jordan Mailata and or a big game for any of these guys, but there have been some interesting notes there. Um, I would like to see Jordan take a good quarter, maybe a half of snaps, just to see if he can keep progressing and stone guys that are going to be bagging groceries. Like That's a good sign for a guy who hasn't played football in a while, and uh, we'll have our 53-man um, uh, roster projection show uh, well, Friday morning, once once everything's said and done, boy, oh boy, get ready for some facts on Thursday morning because we're going to have somebody special join us uh, on that particular program, which is going to be fun. But uh, for me, yeah, that is whether or not the Eagles are going to keep Jordan on the active roster. I don't think they can do anything else at this point. I don't think you can put him on IR because he needs reps and you can't practice if you're on the IR. There is no way that they are going to subject him to waivers because why waste all that time and a draft pick? And I know it's a seventh rounder. It doesn't really mean much, but there's no way you're wasting that time that you've put in to groom this guy. He's going to be on the active roster. A hundred percent in my mind. Like it's not, I don't it's think a lock. it's a lock just because of what you said. They put time into him. They took the time to draft him in the seventh round. If you saw something enough to take that shot off YouTube videos and all that crap, and then he actually comes here and shows this kind of development this With quickly. With extended tape that so people what I'm can see? Saying, yeah, like, no there, way. There, no chance. You can't take that risk. I mean, what, especially in a position where you're not that deep to begin with. So, look, you're hoping that Jordan Mailata is not getting any meaningful snaps this season. But at the same time, you don't really have a lot of options in that position anyway. He showed you enough that there is the potential for a long-term answer there. Maybe, especially athletically, who knows? So I, 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 I'm with you. I think at this point he has made the team in my mind. Doug Peterson also said today that uh, Josh Adams is going to get a, a good amount of playing time, which is, uh, I mean, duh, to kind of see what's <laughs> happening there on Thursday. Dynamite dropping, Doug. Um, Mike Garofolo had an interesting little note, though, as mm-hmm. well, as he said. Eagles coach Doug Peterson says he wants to get undrafted running back Josh Adams involved early on Thursday. That's a guy teams have been monitoring for a while if the Eagles – Try to slip him through waivers onto the practice squad. I'm not sure he makes it. That means he's not making it, I think is a good way to put it. Definitely. So I don't know w- what happens there, but I think Can we just it, again, get Wendell Smallwood out of here. That's what I'm saying. It would Why? be a mistake. Why is he here? Because he loves Deuce and Deuce loves him. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm sure look. West Virginia has something to do with it. I don't know the connection yet, but um, I don't I, like that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't get why at this point you would go, okay, well, we're fine. We'll just keep Wendell Smallwood when you're going, no, that's a cheaper, better option for your 
running back core, and maybe that's maybe that's it though. And but, I, I think they're de- deciding. Okay, can this throw him a ton of passes? Do this. Just have him go on whims. Have him go on counters. And if he shows enough there, then by Wendell. I mean, I hope so. Look, if nothing else, you know what you have in Wendell Smallwood. For better or worse, he's a guy who if there's a hole there, he'll run through it. That's it. It's not going to give you anything else. I can't hang on to my pen right I don't know now. What's I'm wrong? very you, fired the, up the right paper, now. The paper is right here the where you fine. should be taking the notes. The pen is in my hand and it's By the way, it's not even notes. Place. I see a square, a triangle, a circle, yeah. and a couple of charts. It was before we started. Sometimes I like to scribble. <laughs> you know? It's how I help. Uh, it helps me think. What is what is the triangle? How is that going to impact Josh Adams? It means Wendell Smallwood can't make the team. That's what that triangle says. <laughs> okay. But seriously, I, again, we know what he is. Josh Adams, look, we saw it last year. We saw what an undrafted rookie running back can become. And obviously, Corey Clement, the the exception to most of those rules. But I just look, Josh Adams in the limited action we've seen has looked really good. I know both of us liked him a lot at Notre Dame. We were both surprised he wasn't drafted to begin with. I just don't know why you don't take the upside shot, especially for your fourth running back, where obviously injuries matter. But theoretically, you're hoping that that's someone who's not going to see the field that often to begin with. I just think Josh Adams gives you more, and there's actual upside there with him, whereas Wendell Smallwood, you know what that guy is. Yeah, and I'm just uh, quickly looking up uh, both contracts. I know that's like really silly to do because I don't getting, even know if Adams is, is making making anything. All right, so technically, uh, they're about the same price. So Josh Adams is worth 480000 uh this year. Uh, Wendell's at six hundred and thirty. His contract run, runs out next year when he's twenty five. I mean, this is uh, you're going to have a, a longer term of, of uh, total contract for the next three years at one point seven million dollars for a guy that again uh, can bolster your offense when it's needed. That can be the S ten, throw everything in the back and and go again. So. I, I mean, I don't think the decision's that hard if it's really coming down to it. Wendell Smallwood has had a ton of chances already. You know what he's about, and maybe that's part of it, too. He knows the system. Doug knows that he can rely on him. I don't want to just set that aside either. Well, I think but, that's what he has going for him. Yeah. I think that's the reason we've looked at it as him being in the lead in this kind of you know battle here and why he's been getting most of those first-team snaps is he knows what he's doing. He knows the offense. But also something with Smallwood we haven't mentioned, too, is this is not a guy who's... Done a great job of staying on the field either. Yeah. And granted, Josh Adams certainly... Coming off of surgery. Yeah. So, <laughs> and other things too. So, so uh, look, I, I, uh, I've I, said, I think Wendell Smallwood is in the driver's seat for this fourth running back spot. And who knows? We talked about them potentially keeping five. I still think that's unlikely, but it w- wouldn't be the craziest thing that's ever happened. But I, I think that ultimately when they step back, just like last year with Corey Clement, they'll step back and say, all right, this guy's better. Josh Adams is just better. There's upside there. He's cheaper for more years, whatever. Let's take a shot on Josh Adams. I hope that's what's going to happen. Again, he also so has to I, play yeah. well in game four, too. If he comes out and has, you know, 10 carries for 15 yards. Yeah, then it's a different, a different story. story. Um, and uh, Doug gave us a couple of more updates. Just uh, unsure about Alshon. They're going to be kind of week to week with him. I still say probably week two, week threes. That was my thought, too. Probably where he's going to end up. I do think it's been somewhat positive in the sense that like, I think you can probably take it to the bank. He won't be on the pup list. I know that that... I would bet everything I That's what I mean. Right now, that's what I'm saying. So, which I think is a really... <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing from where he could have been. You know, obviously you want him there 16 games, but it looks like he's at least progressing. He's catching balls off the jugs machine. He's doing stuff, which is a good thing to say. Nelson Aguilar kind of in the same uh, boat. Only one that I'm keeping an eye on right now is Jay Ajayi. Uh, I'm assuming that's just rest... They're just characterizing it as a very lower body thing. They're gonna. It's a hockey injury, John. Yeah, this is. I love hockey injuries during the preseason. It really gets me going. <laughs> really gets me going. So, um, oh, he's got a hockey injury, huh? Uh, oh yeah, that's getting me going right now. And then the last little note was the Eagles had uh, reworked Chris Maragos's contract to basically not be able to cut him this year. And it'll make them a free Which agent next year. we all knew was going to happen. We talked about this. They weren't going to get rid of their special teams captain. Yeah. It just wasn't going to happen. Uh, not uh, not back on the road to the Super Bowl. Uh, most importantly from this week, Doug got a little snippy. I don't know how many times I can answer this question. When they clear him, when they clear him, he'll be clear. He did get a little, <laughs> sni- little snippy. Doug, I love wow. when he gets snippy. Yeah. It's great. How many times are you going to ask me this question? And like, you know, got a little spattering match with Rube. What's up, Rube? Good to hear from you. Good to see you. Uh, Rube. I was thinking, what else What else do you think that would make Doug a little snippy if you asked him the questions? I got some. All right. Hit me. 
Number Car- one. How's Carson Wentz's knee doing, Doug? <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't know how many times I can answer this question. That's what we established already. Yes. Doug, how's Carson Wentz's knee doing? Yeah, that was... Hey, not- Doug, you turning the page on the Super Bowl? What's going on? I don't know how many times I can answer this <laughs> What's question. What's going on? I see stuff all around Novacare. Why haven't you turned the page yet? Doug, do you enjoy... Uh, vanilla ice cream. I don't know how many times I can answer this question. It should be obvious by now. That's repeated already. <laughs> of course he does. And it's Hagen does. I have uh, another question. Doug. Yeah. Who's your week one starting quarterback? I don't know how many times I can answer this question. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> sure you'd get upset about it. Doug, uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? I don't know how many is times that's... I can answer this question. Sure. You know, I don't know. It's, a, I'd say it's we an ditch argument this that people have. This is not working, in my opinion. I thought it worked when you asked questions that Doug's already <laughs> answered. I thought that was pretty funny. I don't think the, the other stuff's working too No, much. but it is it is nice to see Doug being a little fired up there and then just, yeah. you know, change his tune. Well, Something was bothering him. That well, thing, I know? just think when you look at Doug, what he is just specifically as a press conference coach answer or of questions, whatever you want to call it, guy. Um, I mean, there's a guy who they didn't let do the, the end of season press conference two years ago. I mean, before last season, yeah. they were like, no, you can't talk to the media because you fucking suck at it, Doug. And now he's like in control up there. He's like, yo, this is my show. Ask me questions I want to answer <laughs> or get the hell out and of that's here. It. I love it. Yeah, I love too. I love the change we've seen in him in that specific. I mean, obviously, we've seen a lot of greatness from Doug over the last year, but. That's an area where I really, and it didn't matter. It doesn't affect how he is in the locker room with those guys. It doesn't no. affect anything that happens on the field, but you like to have a head coach who's confident and in control in those types of situations. And two years ago, he wasn't, and now he owns the room. And that's awesome to see. Again, the bum bump today. I mean, he is he has got a little swagger to him, and I like it. He's the uh, he's a playful Belichick, is how I would say. Yeah, right? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Somebody playful with personality Belichick. that doesn't, you know, is saying, move on and move on and move oh on. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Uh, and I, uh, I'm i sure, you know, it happened with Brady. I mean, it's different because they didn't go on to win the Super Bowl with Matt Castle. But the how would Belichick react to the number of times that Doug Peterson has been asked about wins? Belichick would probably just shut down press conferences. He like would do that, the, he it would, would open and be like, I'm done. He would do. I'm not doing this again. Really? And then <laughs> he would do that. He would throw one of the. <laughs> really? Really? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> See, secretly, we all kind of like, we all want to be Belichick at that podium because that's fun. Yeah. It's, uh, come on. We're down. on to Cincinnati is one of the all time great coach. What moments. would Doug's we're on to Cincinnati be? That's a great question. Philly, Philly. Philly, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Can I quote you on that? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, speaking of doing things, we've got, uh, we would like to formally announce, oh, buddy. by the way, that this is going to be the first of many Bud Light pep rallies, baby. You're damn right and it's going to be. Everyone is invited. It's going to change up uh, for every home game. For this, it's a little different. We're starting the first one next Tuesday, so that's uh, September 4th, and we're going to do it at the Paper Street Pub, which we have been to before. It's an awesome and place. And it's a great bar. They have uh, the fishbowl, uh, I don't know if they still have them, but the last time they made us like try the big fishbowl oh, liquor thing. Oh, it was great, thing. wasn't it? It's fantastic. They got great food. It's in Maniunk. It's a great place to uh, just hang out. Plus, uh, a lot of cool things that we're doing. One, you can get a chance to win tickets I can? to the home opener. Not you. Okay, everyone else can. God, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Steal away from everything. <laughs> I want someone else to win. It's cool, it's cool. <laughs> so tickets to the home opener. That is huge. Swoop's going to be there. Uh, our own uh, 94 WIP morning show's Ava Graham is going to be there. The lovely and talented Ava Very Graham. much so. Is She's going to be uh, hitching her wagon uh, with us uh, pretty much the whole year. Which is awesome. Bud Light specials, Eagles cheerleaders, more importantly... There will be an Eagles player that joins us every Ooh. single time for this pep rally, so we're going to have a lot of fun. And I got a game that I want to play with each Eagles player that I haven't told James yet, and Uh-oh. I think it's going to be amazing. Oh, I can't wait. Amazing. I so, don't even know what this is, and I can't wait. We're going to be podcasting them. We'll be doing Facebook Lives. We'll be doing all sorts of stuff, but the real deal, Holyfield, is going to be wherever we're at for uh, for each uh, pep rally. So we're going to, again, there's going to be eight of them. Uh, and we're going to be on a lot of different spaces, especially at the Jet Row lot for every home game as well. So it's thank God it's going to be awesome. Paper Street Pub, Tuesday, September 4th. And uh, Eagles players and a chance to win uh, tickets to the opener. Three quick things. Yeah. One, terrific drum roll. Thank you. I can you. tell that you know how to drum. Thank I was you. impressed by that. Two, in case you didn't know this about me, I'm incredibly peppy. <laughs> so a pep rally is right up my alley. Yeah. And three, 
The Eagles are undefeated in terms of winning Super Bowls when we do shows from the Jet Row lot. That is true. So what up? That is very true. All of it's great. Uh, at Go Birds Pod at uh, Go Birds Pod WIP on Facebook now yes. as well. We're trying to get to a thousand likes, and you can help us out by doing that. Now, uh, most importantly, let's get to Stephen Lee's keys. Stephen Lee's keys. I'm Stephen Lee of the Go Birds podcast, and here are my keys to the game. My main storyline heading into the fourth preseason game. Wait a minute. The the fourth preseason game? That's that's what we're talking about right now? Okay, well, uh, I'm going to be honest. I really don't give a shit what happens in this game at all. So uh, I guess my keys are, uh, number one, go to the store, grab you a six-pack. Number two, head home with said six-pack and turn on the TV. And number three, uh, drink said six-pack with no care or thought about what happens in this game because most of it is entirely meaningless. I will see you next Thursday. Well see, done. There you go. He gets it. He gets it. He totally, he totally gets, gets it. it. Yeah, exactly. Which leads me to if you have to watch and sit through this game, which uh, most of the beat reporters will, we obviously are going to be doing it. What do you get? What do you have to drink? Because you said go get a six pack. So it's a great point. Six pack for this game would be what for you? It's a great, great. Question. You need a moment because I got mine. Do, do it, and it, well, obvi- I, I, obviously, first and foremost, a six pack of Bud Light. Yeah, oh, at oh, the pep rally with us. Yeah, yeah. But outside of that, yes. Uh, I like to go, and I've said this before, but I can't stop drinking it. You got to go with the limey goza. See, I need to try this. The victory limey goza. I'm a sour guy, and it's a lime I said, sour. I'm a sour guy. I'm a sour guy. I'm not sour. I'm peppy. <laughs> but I love sours. Who are you? Uh, one of my favorites. But um, seriously, that is one of the best hot, especially for today, because that's all I'm thinking about right now. As soon as we're done with this, I want to down a bunch of beers. And that's uh, that's the one I would go to. That's a great one. I'll stick because I want to feel comfortable. I don't want to, you know. It's like a it's like a a party atmosphere because I'm barely going to be paying attention to the second and third quarter. So hopefully I can take a nap. That's the goal, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. That is the goal. Or go the other way. What I'm going to do? I'm going to stick with victory. I'm going to drink the golden monkey Ooh. so I can get wasted during the game. <laughs> okay, that's the goal. The triple will get you wasted. Okay. Yes. Don't I, drive I, anywhere. Don't do anything stupid. I'll be sitting comfortably. And I will get drunk, and I will enjoy the game, and that'll and be good. And maybe you can make some funny uh, gifs or videos uh, while doing so. so Have that's, you met me before, John? No, I mean, like, this is like, <laughs> it's like talking to a 98-year-old man. What's a gif? Uh, All right. Is that the peanut butter? Is at, that what we're talking about here? <laughs> at James Seltzer, this, hashtag, this is what a gif is, and just all day long, whatever you want. It can be, it could be them, it could be videos, whatever you think it is, just tell James, at James Seltzer. It's a pretty good gif hashtag, of me. Uh, this is a gif. Waving. Or gif recently that yeah that was nice i like that that's one. the boomerang that's not a that's, see he doesn't even know even he has no know. idea how instagram I, works i don't know he barely like looks at twitter he is worse than barrett brooks I <laughs> wow think. barrett brooks never looks at his twitter and yeah like, i'm not great yeah i'm, uh, I'm not you great. know what you are great at making predictions Ooh, and i true. think that's what uh, we're gonna do right now we have got uh, uh we're gonna intertwine some questions in here too but we want to go through your predictions as well for this season because uh you know, it's it's time. Like it is. I never like to do the win loss thing with the schedule. It's time. It's time. That's what I'm talking as about right uh, now. my uh, as my Bruce Buffer impression. It's a good one, man. Uh, so here's what um, s- some of you guys have been asking and doing some predictions here. Our good friend Neil Dutton says bold prediction: Corey Clement is going to lead the team in rushing touchdowns. Your thoughts, James Seltzer? Whoa! First of all. Shout out to Neil Dutton. What's up, Neil? Big Neil fan. Yeah. Shout out across the pond. Um, that's a crazy thing to say. It's not a crazy thing to say, I, in my opinion. Look, you, you're, not one, crazy. you're one of two in this case. It's going to be most likely, unless all hell breaks loose, it's going to be Clement or Jai. I think it's going to be Jai. I think that if you want to say Corey Clement will lead running backs in, in scrimmage yards, all-purpose all yards, that I can get down with. Okay. I think Jai and Jai will lead in rushing yards if I had to put a bet on it but it's a bold prediction i like it neil yeah i uh, and it, i do think the no, Corey Clement think, breakout season is coming i think ajay uh, will lead in in rushing yards okay but uh isn't that what he said w- w- no touchdowns oh i'm an idiot excuse me <laughs> my bad sorry neil for not listening to your question yeah. at wow. all Just, like an asshole whew. here's my answer still jay ajay wow yeah see uh, uh, j- just based on doug's comments on how he likes Corey in the red zone plus then you add 12 personnel with him and uh, Goddard and Ertz, and you're going, okay, and then people are going to be paying attention to that, and then the next thing you know, it's the Corey show. 
What if it's the what if it's the the loop de loop or oop de oop or whatever? Thank you, oop de oop. And Jordan, <laughs> four wide receivers on one side, and then Corey Clement on the other. Which I was going to say done. Jordan Mailata leads the team oh, in rushing oh, touchdowns. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, there's the package we're looking for. Now that uh, we can't use Jason Kelsey as a backup fullback, there you go. Uh, Captain Penguin checking in as well uh, has a question. How do uh, how do we expect Doug to tweak the offense to account for defensive coordinators? Uh, this offseason to try and figure out defending his his plays and things like that. And I know that it's been pretty popular for a long time. How do you stop RPOs? How do you stop all this different motion, et cetera, et cetera? People have tried to do that before. I tend to look at the college game a lot because that's where they're, I mean, they're rampant. There isn't an offense now unless you're Kirk Ferentz in the University of Iowa and you're against <laughs> using him for some freaking reason. But everybody has a lifetime contract, John. I know. It drives me nuts. Um, but everybody in the SEC, everybody in the Big 12, everybody in the Pac-12, everyone is using these things. And the only ones that I see that are really doing anything different, and Doug has mentioned how to counteract this already, is they are training their linebackers and the guys that are reading keys to almost fake the quarterback out. You know, that's that's how you kind of have to read and react. Which is Mo- smart. Yeah, most defense, especially if you're in a 4-3, or you're going and doing exactly what Jim Schwartz is doing, which is it's actually you're going 4-2-5. And you're making that third safety, again, that hybrid will linebacker to be like, okay, if I'm the key read on this, then I'm going to make you choose really fast. And the only people that I know that have been successful in slowing it down has been TCU. TCU runs the same kind of thing. And I, I believe uh, uh, Optimum Scouting, our good friend uh, Eric Galco, had, had a piece on it over uh, the offseason, which I found really, really interesting how to do. But Doug said, my job now is to make it look like we're reading – the weak side linebacker or the middle linebacker or whoever's going there and adjusting to that more at all. I think they're already ahead of it. That's what I'm saying. Most defensive coordinators, you tell me if I'm wrong on this in the NFL, don't do that. They don't. Like, I don't, especially just, I keep, I hate picking on the Browns, but whatever, they're on hard knocks. Like, do you see a guy like Greg Williams going, I, we need to focus on how to stop RPOs? No. no. No, of course not. <laughs> no, it's, and it's not. And you just include I see that Greg in tempo Williams and whatever. Paying his players to go take someone's head off—that's yeah. about the best I got with Greg Williams. How does that guy have a job? I don't know. Can we please ask how does Greg Williams have a job in the NFL? It is unbelievable. Hugh Jackson yesterday said, "Please stop calling my players stupid." Good, <laughs> good point. How does Hugh Jackson have a job in the NFL? It's only slightly less crazy than Greg Williams does. Uh, great point. I'm, yeah. I'm with you, and I think that look. I don't think it matters because I think Doug's ahead of people. I think Doug is I that. Think ahead too. Yeah, I think Doug's that brilliant a play caller. I think he is showed last year that he was ahead of the curve with where offense is going, what he needs to do in terms of motion, in terms of spread, in terms of RPO, all that type of stuff. And then when you factor in the fact that certainly once Carson Wentz is healthy and back, he's got more weapons on offense this year with Sproles, with a second year of Clement, with. Mike Wallace being better than Tory Smith. Full year, Jason Peters with Dallas freaking Goddard. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I get it. I think it's a very fair question to ask because I, I guarantee you, defensive coordinators who are not named Greg Williams will be looking at what Doug did and trying to combat it. But I think Doug's already passed it. I'm with you. Uh, you can also follow us on our Instagram where we also put these out and we can, uh, we can ask, uh, you know, uh, answer questions there on our on story mode on Instagram. Ooh. James doesn't know what that is either. Uh, what's so the, what's this Instagram we, thing uh, you speak of? We have uh, we have a couple from our good friend Quinn Ritter. Love who Quinn. Is going to have more touchdowns? Is it Aguilar or is it Goddard this year? It's a great question. Um, I can't go Goddard, but I could see how he is. I'm going to go Aguilar because I'm I'm fully in on the Nelson Aguilar bust out bust out season. But I think that I look. I think Goddard has a real chance, as we've talked about, to be in the six to eight touchdown range, which, as a rookie, is is incredibly impressive. Aguilar, not even close. Yeah, That's I'm going Aguilar. Guess. I That's agree. That's my guess. Is uh, well, close. I'll say close. I shouldn't say that because I mean, well, when you look at the team last year, exactly, I, and when you look, or six and nine, whatever hey, you want to do, that is yeah. a nice call. It is. But when you look at the team last year, they had a bunch of guys with eight touchdowns. You know, so it, it's it is one of those things where um, I could see them spreading it around again. Uh, who do you feel has a better chance to make the roster, Wheaton or our good friend DeAndre Carter? I still think Wheaton makes it. I do too. Even though 93% want Carter. Well, that's what I was going to say. If, who do I want and who do I think are different things? I would think Wheaton. I want Carter. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, the last one from uh, the Graham. Uh, who do you think is going to have Hootie? the bust out season? 
besides gonna, Nelson Aguilar. Who, who I will think, be this year's breakout player? I actually put two up there. I have two off the top of Go my head. Go for it. It's Corey Clement and Derek Barnett are the wow, two names. Wow, those that, are not the names that I have get on Get out of here. Well, yeah. I mentioned it before. I think Clement, you know, everything you hear about him coming in just jacked and ready to go. And then you look at what he did just progressing over last season. You know, the whole the old cliche for a reason, year one to year two, the biggest jump an NFL Certainly. player will make. I think Corey Clement is going to bust out this year. And same thing with Barnett from the year one to year two. We already saw so much in year one. Here, ready to go. Looks good. Uh, it looked great against the Browns. One of the few. I mean, I guess the whole defense looked pretty good. But um, those are my two guys. I would... Love that because I've drafted him so late in every fantasy draft oh, this year. He's such a sexy late round pick. Oh God! I hope, especially for best ball, if you're playing that too. Like yes, best ball's becoming one. a big thing now, and I love that concept because then you're drafting draft a bunch a full of players. Team, yeah. See who your has boy, the best. your guy is a good best ball guy. I wouldn't draft him in any other format, but John Ross, a hell of a best Absolutely ball guy. Absolutely is. That's a great format. He's going to be an even better format. <laughs> <laughs> 12 standard 12 PPR, whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, buddy. The John Ross hate train is going to be rolling from be this fun end. Throughout the entire year. It'll it's be gonna, a nice I back and it. forth. I love it. So I said Fletcher Cox. Ooh. So you think Fletcher Cox is going to take that next, next step? Like, you're like, whoa. Uh, Jimmy Kemsky pointed this out. I didn't even think of this either. Are you talking like DPOY type of season here? Uh, yeah. Wow. Because they have Holodinata starting in their. First couple of snaps, first down, second down. So it means they're getting Fletch nice and ready. Or first down, you know, and then Fletch is in their second and third down, which is going to make him fresher, which leads to more sacks. So I think that's, we've only just begun with Fletcher Cox wow. type of thing. And then my other one, Ronald Darby. Yeah, we've talked a lot. I think that's a we, great we, one. Yeah, we, we both. You, We're both uh, very uh, obvious reasons. Ronald Darby, yep. Uh, some predictions coming in. Uh, this is from uh, Chad Weckert. Says Schwartz is going to blitz a lot more this year. I disagree. Yeah, no. Why? 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 I mean, he's, his whole career says he's not going to. Why now? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Billy Winchester wants to know, what is your favorite spots in Philly to watch a game? First of all, uh, in this studio. Yes. <laughs> because it's kind of where we, we go from Jet Row 2 right to 94 WIP with uh, pizza and iced tea and sodas. And uh, that's the best place. But if you're looking for spots, man, that's a that's a great question. I don't know. I mean, look, it's always fun to go down to Xfinity Live is nice. and be Xfinity down Live. there and be Tollman Joe's. We've done oh, yeah. some Tollman shows Joe's from. It's a great to place to watch. Look, I think anytime you can kind of be near it, even if you're not there, even if you're not at the stadium, just to be yeah. around it and be near people who are fired up and all that, it's always fun. I know the Fourth and John guys do uh, tailgate most of the time, and then they walk over to Xfinity Live. So yep. it seems like it's that's a good fun uh, experience to go there. Better chance of making the Pro Bowl coming from Matt Delgado, Hicks, or Darby. Oh, man. That's a great question. I will say Darby just because I have more belief that he will stay healthy all season, but neck and neck for me. Darby is the obvious one. Yeah. I think Hicks is, I think, again, and we've talked about this a fair amount, I think if Jordan Hicks can stay healthy, he's going to be one of the best middle linebackers in football. I'm going to go with Darby too, but I'm not going to be shocked when it's Hicks. (laughs) (laughs) That's that. Well said. Well said. Uh, Realistic return. For a trade for Stephen Means or Chance Warmack, I think Stephen Means is a lot more valuable, obviously. Um, Seventh round pick. I think you might even swap. I think you might put Ween, uh, Means and Warmack to somewhere to get you a better O-lineman in return, in depth. Hopefully. Sure. <laughs> sure. Realistically, Realistically kind of, sort of, maybe. Seventh round pick is my, at best. I mean, I think more likely, you know. If they don't keep him, someone just signs yeah, him. I, I I, I'm so not too. expecting to get anything for either of those I think guys. he's just going to get cut. Honestly. Yeah, that's, I don't what, think I'm even that's what I'm saying. Trade it out. Um, uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, Todd in South Philly. Todd Murder, who is uh, going to be uh, joining us a lot of the time, says Mulata starts at least one game this year at left tackle. I will say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no. But I love the I love the chutzpah there, Todd. It's, it's a, a good bo- chutzpah. It's a bold prediction. Uh, at Eagles Diehard, our, our good friend Dave, who chimes in, JHI will get 1,000 rushing yards this season. Now, I did some math. <laughs> <laughs> and that means that he has to have 16 games. And I did a, I think he's going to have around 15 carries a game. So, Would you so agree? he's saying exactly 1,000, like on the dot. No, no, no. Like at least 1,000 yards is how I interpret it. I think that. he's going to run way past that total. I'm like 12, really? 1,300 this year. So that JHI. means 1,200. So just say. to break that down. If he's getting 15 carries a game, that means he's got to average four and a half yards a, uh, a carry. It's, well, it's like 70 yards a game or whatever. Yeah, just under. 
I think that's fine. I think that's very uh, for, doable. For 16 games, is what, four and a half yards a carry. Yeah. And he'll have absolutely going to do that. 1,080 yards at that point. So. I think he gets to, I think, he, I would set the over under at 1,200, and I don't know which way I'd go in it. 1,200? He got 1,264 in Miami I'm, I'm in like taking, 12 games or 13 games or whatever. I'm taking the under on both. Okay. That's it. I'm, I'm going to say 990. What? You're saying under 1,000? Yeah. Okay, I'll bet Nine, you on 900, that. 950 yards. Show bet. Show bet. I got the over on 1,000. All right. Done and done. And uh, I'll take the injury risk. If he gets hurt, that's on me. <laughs> uh, any chance that they have Jordan Amaila to use his background to help technique of tackling without leading with the helmet? That's coming from Nick Youngstein. No, but that is a really it's a, it's a great question. Really cool question. Yeah. And it's a fascinating thought. And I don't think so. I think that they're going to teach whatever they're going to teach and teach it the way they're going to teach it. But I, it's a very outside the box type of thing. And look, I am a big believer in whatever segment of the world you're in whatever you do for your living whether it's sports whether it's business whatever it is in being willing to take advice or um whatever things you don't know about from people who are below you if there's someone who works below you who has a better knowledge of something you need to know about like why not tap that resource so i look i don't think they're gonna do it but i I think it'd be really interesting if they said hey jordan you know how does anyone do this like what do you what do you do yeah i wonder if anyone's asked in the locker room yeah. That's a good question to ask uh, maybe in the first uh, first couple of weeks there. Wanted to mention that Dylan Murphy was saying the same things that we were about Jordan Maialata as well. Like, there's no way he doesn't make the 53. We agree with him uh, for all the same points that he was making there. Uh, last one coming from uh, Barchetti. What's Bar- up, buddy? Barchetti! This is, this is a tough one. What will end up being more impactful this season? Wentz coming off of his injury slash Rusty missing games. Two, the team having complacency being everyone's target. Or three, the coaching departures from Frank Reich. That's a great question. And uh, and DiFilippo. I'm still going to say, uh, I'm actually going to go with coaching departures because wow. I don't think Wentz's rust is going to do a lot to slow this team down. Uh, I don't think, I, I'm surprised that we've all gone from this team isn't acting like it's staying complacent to now this is what a Super Bowl hangover looks like. So I don't think that's it at all. I mean, I certainly believe that we should be doing that all the time. I think it's our duty as a city and as a fan base to constantly and facetiously, I'm saying, to tell them that they're not good enough to win another Super Bowl. Yeah. I think that works. Hungry dogs run faster. And big dogs need to eat, as Lane Johnson's pointed out. And these big dogs need to eat. So... I, I I think there's an angle to get them back if they are complacent, but I'm going to say losing Reich and Filippo early are going to hurt them. Yeah, I think Wentz, and it's just until they get Wentz back, and I think the rust will be there. And again, I don't know if any of these things ultimately hurt them enough so that they can't be a great football Same. team this year. Yeah. But for me, it's Wentz. I think that's the most important thing that you have, the most important asset this team has but I think it's a really interesting question especially because I agree with you I don't think the complacency thing is going to be an issue even though we have big fucking V saying <laughs> dumbass shit but um, I think that I do think that the the being the, the, the hunted I think there is something to that I think that you will get everyone's best shot Definitely. every single week and and I think that look even if it's just one week that you lose because a team was hungrier than you or more fired up than you or whatever that can end up mattering. So I think that's a, I think that's a thing that we haven't maybe talked enough about. But I think ultimately all three of these things will work themselves out. Yeah, uh, as do I, which uh, now leads us to what we think our predictions might be for this year. James Seltzer, do you have a large prediction for this season? Could be wins and losses. Could be individual players, how they're going to run. What do you think? Yeah, I got a bunch, but right. uh, well, I've got some. Whatever you need from me. Uh, first and foremost, I said it on the gram. I'll go with that one first. I think Nelson Aguilar leads this team in yards from scrimmage. I think Nelson Aguilar is a um, an elite, borderline elite wide receiver for this team in terms of all the things he's going to do for them. Take him in your fantasy leagues. I think he's better for this team than Alshon Jeffrey this year, partially because of the injuries, but even when Jeffrey comes back, I think that what we saw in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl was what Aguilar did, and he was the the heart of this offense. I think we see that more and more this season. I think Nelson Aguilar, other than Carson Wentz, we're going to end the season and say, oh, Nelson Aguilar was the most important player on that offense. I was visibly upset in both fantasy drafts this season because that's the same. Same. I think everybody's on that level, too. You're, it's not just a local thing. Like Everyone understands 
especially with Alshon. We don't, you know, the, the other questions that I, I'm still not sure of is like, where, what's going to happen with Mac and is he going to be the one starting and, um, you know, what kind of sets are they see or, or are they just going to really throw out the 12 personnel and just roll with that? And if that happens and it's just Mike Wallace on the outside and then you've got, you know, Nelson Aguilar hanging out in there too, then, then yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> That's different. That's that's going to be an interesting look on uh, on, uh, on and to see what happens there. Is that math even right? Can you have two wide receivers? At two? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm 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 very bullish on Nelson Aguilar's breakout season as well. I will say, I don't know if it's. I think this team's going to win ten games. Wow. And it's because I think the division's not going to be as good, but it'll be an improved. I think they're going to slow down because. They've got a lot of heat in the in the in the beginning of this. It's a rough and, schedule, and I know that, and it's a first place schedule. So I'm not expecting, and I don't. I think it's going to be good enough. Ten or eleven, like it's it's right in between there. I I can't really determine what's what, but though there's been a lot of talk of the target on the back and whatever, it's going to make them a better football team for the playoffs, and it's going to make Carson Wentz a better quarterback going through this already, and probably face one of those teams. Again, you know, maybe you're going to see uh, two in a row. Maybe you'll see, I don't know, it's the Saints twice now or uh, the Titans in the Super Bowl. I have no idea, but you know, that's, that's even more ridiculous than that's anything gonna else Stop that's going to come out of my Stop mouth. Stop being ridiculous. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are not going to make the playoffs. Um, Stop it. That is such a bad take. I'm just, I'm just saying. Just, just come, Best defense in football, come John. Come see me in December. Uh, Another show bet. I'll take that the, bet. The... Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's a ten ten team uh, or a ten win team that has way uh, way more talent and way more and it's going to be obvious how good they are towards the end of the year as they are at the at the beginning of the year and that's what's going to roll them back into another playoff run. All right, so I have two more. All right, so I'll, I pared it down from my bunch to three. Um, one is extremely bold. I will save that for last. Here's my second prediction. All right. Michael Bennett will lead this team in sacks. Damn it, that was, that was my session. My led man. With, my led man. With that That's one. good. We can share it. Yeah, I think so too. He's going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be sick. If you have not watched Michael Bennett play a lot of football, if you've not watched a lot of Seattle Seahawks games the last few years, you're in for a treat. Inside, outside, what that guy does, he is relentless in games. He is a game wrecker. Uh, I can't wait to see Michael Bennett out there. Uh, so I will go to um, Ronald Darby. Will be top five corner this year. Whoa! So all pro potentially corner. Top five corner. So all pro first or second team? You're saying first? Yeah, first team all pro. Whoa! This year. Yes. Ronald Money Darby, where your mouth is, baby. Ronald Darby is gonna fuck shit up, man. And like, we're not ready for it. We're not ready for it. We are not. And I will even go a step further and say that this secondary, everybody's gonna go, "What the fuck, man? How did this happen in a year? Because it was good last year." Sometimes it was okay, you know, and sluggo and all that other bullshit that's followed around the secondary. This secondary is going to be ridiculous. And people are going to go, how the fuck are you going to score on these guys? And we've been paying so much attention to Carson Wentz in this offense that the next thing that we find out is, wow, this defense is also going to creep into that top 10, top 5 scenario. Because now you've got a guy... You know, Cindy Jones is going to start at nickel. That's not, I mean, that's done. That's, you know, people keep trying to fit Maddox in there and whatever. That's done. The 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 way that all these guys complement each other, plus the two safeties, and no one's going to be able to do shit. So that's why I'm not, like, as worried about the, uh, the struggles in the beginning, because I think the defense is going to have to pull out a few to make them even or whatever, and they're going to, and that's because they're secondary. It's because of Ronald Darby. I year. love that. It's a hell of a bridge. And I think Maddox is going to get some some burn in there, too. I like Certainly. Avante Maddox. But, um, okay, my prediction, Avante Maddox starts 16 games in the slot. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right, here's my bold prediction, and it's probably a stupid prediction. I love stupid predictions. I don't even care, okay? You might not finish them all. Here's my prediction. <laughs> Jason Peters is playing 16 games yes. for the Philadelphia Eagles this go. season. Boom. His last year, this man wants to win a Super Bowl. He's ready to go. He's back. We are going to get every last drop of play that Jason Peters has in his body. And I think it's 16 games worth. Um, Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. Yes! <laughs> you know, like, I... I, uh... I... 
it's already there. Like the the greenies of the world, the ESPNers. Get up, John. The the the, the, <laughs> the show that they're gonna try and pin on uh, Michelle Beadle for being terrible when it's totally not her fault. And then there's oh, gonna be a not. whole slamming thing for a month or two months when she gets fired and they move on. Uh and everyone else, everyone else. Oh, they're smelling them. Colin Coward. Oh, yeah. This is not how a team acts. This is yes, it is. Yeah, can Jason Whitlock yes, never talk is. again? I'd be fine with that. I'm yeah. Well, I forgot about Jason Whitlock too. Never talk just again. Everybody, Jason. just everybody, just wants to be like the easiest thing to do in the world. Uh, Will uh, Brinson? The Eagles have a chance of not making the playoffs. All this stuff. It's awesome. That is awesome. So the, to me, fuel. You know, I'm never. Uh, we've 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 been through this already. Uh, and when things get tough, I'm going to get frustrated. James is going to get frustrated. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be critical. Doesn't mean you're not going to be mad at either one of us, but the Eagles are going to go back to the Super Bowl uh, because they are that much better. Like we can't, I our bold predictions can't go and say Ronald Darby can be an All Pro corner. Michael Bennett's going to lead this team in sacks. Jason Peters is going to play all 16 games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This team is improved. This team is improved, and it's going to go back to the Super Bowl, and it's better than the 2017 roster on paper. That's it. So, and it's better than the shit that everybody tried to put together in the NFC to go after these guys. So, we're going back to the Super Bowl, James. I feel good about it. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's my that's my take right there. Uh, Fuck yeah. If there are any more predictions, uh, you can always, again, hit us up uh, on the Instagram, at GoBirds, at GoBirds on the Twitter.com, at John Bartard, at James Seltzer. Your final thoughts, my friend. Thank God. This preseason is over. Yeah, let's get That's to it, man. That's really all I got right now. Thank God. Uh, I am uh, I'm ready for the regular season. We have a major announcement coming this week. Maybe even two, actually, as I'm, I'm being told. Maybe even two. Uh, it in- maybe even ten! Oh, my God! Not really, though. They're, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the season for a lot of different reasons, and I appreciate everyone... Uh, tuning in each and every week that we do the pod and there's a lot more coming uh, down the line. So for James Seltzer, John Barchard and the rest of the Go Birds crew I want to thank you for listening to Go Birds numero 8 right here on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds. Go Birds. What is your fucking job? True, true, that is your job. Oh my god, I wanted to kill him. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you asshole, you uh, don't do anything. Hope this podcast works. <laughs> I hope because if not, it's your fucking fault. Yeah. All right, that's how I feel. I'm, I'm a little on edge right now. I'm ready. Ooh, that C drive. Oh, that C drive. All right, here we go.